0: like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports.
1: And this is episode 160. We are back at the home studio after a great episode at Coopersville Brewing Company. Huge thank you to them and Jeremy for hosting. Uh, Tonight, after we fully introduce our Michigan beer for tonight's episode, we will have our hops flight segment and then go through each of the four major sports and two big universities and give our biggest fears for each organization and program. Basically, I heard Jim Costa talking about this. His biggest fear as a Lions fan, or no, it was actually a Tigers topic, his biggest fear as a Tigers topic, and it was a great topic. I thought it was awesome. So many people calling in and giving their opinions. I'm
2: like,
1: well, I have fears everywhere for all my teams, so what would they be? And I think it'll be a, a fun little conversation here. So um, After it's, that...
2: It's not Halloween, though.
1: It's not Halloween. Yeah, that's true. It should be a, uh, <laughs> a scare tactic episode there. But um, in our betting hero segment, I'm going to give... You a Tuesday parlay, and of course we will grade and review tonight's Michigan craft beer. If you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, let us know uh, what you are sipping on tonight and and be part of the conversation. Let us know your biggest fears as uh, Michigan and Michigan State, Detroit sports fans, currently be part of the conversation. We'll, We'll read your comments and answer all the questions that you may or may not have. Before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling. And free for our listeners, the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery state of my sports. MacWeb Design helped us get our website up and running. Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. I'm Sam Woltart. With me today, we got Micah Smith. What's up? And John Dornboss. I'm Working here. behind the scenes. I'm here. I'm here. He's here. Johnny. He is here. A little He's late. happy to be here, but...
3: Fashionably late. Hey, that's fine. Hey, that's you're fine. right on time.
1: Yeah. This is about time we usually start, so...
2: You're actually I, so earlier than Ryan.
1: <laughs> so I was chatting with uh, Chris from, from Griffin Claw. Um, Huge shout-out to him um, for giving me a bunch of information about the beer and their brewery. We'll get into that once we get it. But I was telling him, he's like, so what time are you guys starting? And all excited and stuff. I'm like, well, I'd like to say 8.30, but that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't happen. <laughs> and so, uh, anyways, we're, we're here a little little after 8.30, but it's before right. 9.00. That's the goal, right? We're before 9.00 and ready to go. How was your guys' weeks? Obviously, we were at Hill uh, last week, but... Did you guys do anything? Like, Oh, we had beers and bikes. We had beers and bikes, yeah. Oh, did you have fun? I
2: yeah, had fun. I had fun.
1: So yeah. where all did we go? I forget all the places. Ooh,
2: so we always start at gray line Brewing Company. Uh, have one, maybe two there. Then we start buzzing around town, and we ended up at City Built next. And yep. then we all opted to head to Arvon. So we went, That's a little we <laughs> went from north of the city, and we boogied all the way down division south of the city to Arvon. So big thanks to those three places. And then on the way back, we hit. Tin can. Hit the tin can. Yep. And Rob then and then we hit the garage. Yeah. Where Is that after it? That? I think that was it. Did we go home <laughs> it, was after a, the garage? it was a yeah. lot.
1: So you're we cruising around. It was fun. Yeah, John, was I saw you, you were out on the, on the links with, with your girlfriend. How'd that go?
3: It was fun. Uh, I snuck out of work a little early on Friday. Took advantage of the uh, membership and got on for 18 holes at... It was like one thirty, nice. Friday afternoon. Perfect. Uh, shot at 79. Hey, yo. Uh, I think eight over. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Um, Is lot, that at Western? Yeah, out at Western Greens. Yep. So, Is that a reasonable membership? Um, I mean, I'm... I'm playing in two leagues out there on Wednesday and Thursday nights. So that's the only reason I got a membership okay. is because I'm already I was already going to be signed up. So, so. you don't yeah. have
1: league fees and stuff as, exactly. as much probably. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. I
3: think I paid a hundred dollars extra for the membership instead of just the two league fees. So I just got to play a couple rounds to make my money back. But cool,
1: nice. you already did. Sounds like right.
3: Yeah, I'd like to get another round in maybe this week. Uh, I got Friday off from work, so we'll nice. see what good happens. So yeah, good for you. It was a good time.
1: Yeah, no. Let's What else did you do this week? And did you do anything after that? Like Saturday? Um,
3: pretty much laid low. Yeah, just helping uh, the lady friend around the house a little bit. Um, working on some do-it-yourself projects, and uh, yeah, didn't really do a whole lot. The weather was kind of cruddy, so yeah, yeah, just laid low.
1: Nice, nice. Maybe you can send that uh, to John and he can get it up on the computer but i, I don't Perfect. know i don't know if that'll work actually can you email it to our our email i'll just read it all right sorry i didn't get that video in there oh, sounds um good. but we did want to talk about um our our beer for the day right really excited about this one so last Absolutely. week when we were at cooper'sville uh, we i had their mexican lager i don't know if you guys ended up having that well ryan you weren't there ryan oh, wasn't there yeah. but neither was Micah. Huh? sorry um, yeah, but, i wasn't there
3: uh, i had something afterwards that was close to a mexican lager Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but I had that and it just tasted incredible. And then I saw this one at uh, Total Wine actually. Hit that for the first time. Nice. And I was like, oh, dude, I just got to try this one.
2: What so. did you think of Total Wine?
1: It was very. All right. So I was with my wife and kids. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I was just. I, I don't do good in that type of scenario. Like when I. My, you know my kids in the way that. I, I love well, them to death, but they're always. Right next to dad, no matter what. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I have to go to the bathroom. All right, mom's gonna take you to the bathroom. No, I want dad to take no. me. It's like, okay. Right. So it's just kind of like one of those situations where it's like, I don't know. I, I think I would really enjoy it if I was by myself and could just it, it go just as slow as I wanted and, wanted and just, just walk for and hours. Look. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's huge. Like it's I looked at a lot of the craft beer and stuff, but I, like I wanted to look at the gin and, and stuff like that, and I just didn't get a chance to. So
3: that's yeah. on Twenty Eighth Street, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Twenty Eighth. So it's the old Babies R Us, right? Yeah, is that what was there? Yep. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool, and they're, yeah. they're a little cheaper, I think, than a lot of other places, which is nice.
2: They claim to be absolute state minimum. Yeah. On everything. So
1: does so does uh, <laughs> uh Wonderland. <laughs> they have a sign lowest <laughs> in Michigan.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Few weeks ago, went to the Beltline Bar out there for dinner for my mom's birthday, and the oh, reason, the, reason nice. uh, the Beltline Bar was picked was because my brother wanted to stop at Total Wine to load up on <laughs> some on some cigars. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, Dude, the
1: cigar what, what do you call was that? pretty
2: awesome.
3: Humidor? Yeah. So yeah. I didn't I didn't know that about my older brother. Um, I mean, good for him. He's only smoking cigars and nothing else. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, he's he's into it now, and uh, I got to catch up with him one of these days.
1: Nice. Well, uh, like I said, we're drinking uh, gr- from Griffin Claw Brewing. Company is and they are based out of Rochester Hills, Michigan. It all started back in 2010, where Brewmaster Dan Rogers had been brewing under the radar for years before he decided to send a couple of his IPAs to the World Beer Cup. He sent Norm's Raggedy A IPA. I'm just should I say it? If if it's part of the name, I can say it right. Um, yeah. Norm's Raggedy Ass IPA and won gold and also won silver for Bonnie's Raggedy Ass for the Imperial version. Uh, in 2013, Griffin Claw Brewing Company was founded and opened their first location in Rochester Hills, Michigan. And then in 2020, they opened a second tap room in Birmingham, Michigan. But um, did you know that they actually have like spirits and, and cider too? Because I had no idea. No way. Yeah. And And Chris shared that with me, so... Um, that that was new, but I th- I just feel like we got to try some of that. Some at some point, we got to get our hands uh, on if you some make a bourbon or something. Yeah, let's talk. I was, I'm down to try anything. I love let's that kind talk. Of stuff. And honestly, we should we, we never do ciders. There's so many good Michigan ciders. I'm sure in this world, well, like we never what? we never do cider episodes. We'll we should.
2: have to get into that yeah. September, October.
1: Yeah, I guess that that's a good time to do it. I mean, they're they're not bad in the summer though either. How yeah. about Biz, dude? Like, it's Just hilarious <laughs> what he's doing here. <laughs> looks like
2: a clown.
1: Yeah. Anyways, you can find their uh beer on their uh website at S- at specialty spore's all stores all over the state and you might be able to uh find some of their mainstays at your local grocer or you can use their nice beer finder on their website. Um tonight we are drinking L Ligero. Is that how you'd say it? Ligero? L I G E R O. Is that how you'd say it, John? Ligero? Ligero. Let me turn that. Ligero, Ligero,
2: Ligero, I believe. They I are exclamation I, points though. They're yeah. not L's. So
1: I got yeah, definitely Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is definitely L for sure. Um but it is what did I say it was? Hmm? Um so basically, El Ligero, um I'm just going to say it that way until I'm told otherwise. Uh they started seasonally brewing a few years back and continue to reintroduce it each summer. It is their Mexican-style lager with fresh lime um, it is 4.5% alcohol by volume, and it's crisp with lime and refreshing is what
2: they say It is crisp. No doubt about that.
1: Ooh. It's first sip. Solid. Um, he said uh, it starts as a crisp, refreshing lager on its own. Then they, add, they went ahead and added cold-pressed lime juice so you don't have to, which is just smart.
2: See, so they, they did it,
1: like, John, your yeah. first, <laughs>
2: yeah. as I
1: tell you what we're drinking, the first thing is, do like, you got any limes? You got we're, any limes? I'm
2: like... Poor John, I, we put him on the spot.
1: But then I was like, I think it was brewed with limes, or, but they added the lime juice as it was, so... I mean, you didn't even have to add the, the lime
2: and John next the lime juice. Good, I, did,
3: I haven't, did you even add op- of I, haven't no? I haven't opened it, but I'll just keep it off to the side for now. Like I said, I, I I'm a big fan of like a cerveza with a with a little slice of lime in A little cerveza. Yeah, Modelo. modello. What, so. you like Modelo? Modelo is that my go to. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I got a sweet spot for Modelo right now. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't. I, I think I would choose Corona over Modelo personally, but um, a but, lot of like my hockey friends and stuff, they they all choose Modelo.
3: Medela, it's got to be ice cold though like yeah. anything that gets like remotely like you know sun sun warm you know uh, condensation on it, I can't touch it but I like what, a what ice cold What do you guys,
1: What do you think so far of your first sips of these? I think the lime is perfect like it's not too much not too oh. little it is absolutely perfect. It's perfect the amount in
2: because it. the amount in it 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 takes back from it becoming a sour. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not overpowering it's not flavor forward. It's very love. lager forward, and you get a lot of the lime on the back end, and it's not too much. Yeah, it's really nice. I, I think it's really ba- really
1: well-balanced. Um, cool can, too. I love the, the can, the way that they have, like, the bicycle on that. Yeah. They have a bicycle, and then it it's says well Mexican-style lager with fresh lime. But then they – so they actually changed it this – I think this might be their first year with this with this one because it was, like, a, a red can with, with just the bike on it, it looks like, based on uh, previous pictures. So a um, uh, uh, little new, uh, uh. little branding change, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Any uh, comments on what, what people are drinking tonight, John? Maybe just give me one. Well, for I now.
3: yeah, I do have to apologize to Carrie for last week because right at the end of the show we had some grades slipping as we were kind of cutting out, and uh, I think we had a little long of an episode too. Maybe at Cooper's Hill Brewing, yeah. I don't know. They had some good beers, but
1: depends on how what you consider long. I mean, I don't think two hours is long. No, but.
3: not. I don't think so. I think <laughs> yeah. Uh, but last week Carrie uh, had the Trail Light from Arbor Brewing. Okay. Um, and released a score of 8.4. Like oh. I said, the score came in a little bit late. I didn't catch it. My eyes were all over the place. Uh, but this week she's starting off with Daily Dose.
1: Daily Dose from?
3: Arvon Brewing.
1: Arvon, that's right.
3: A very uh, big, uh, I guess, uh, show and fan favorite, Arvon Brewing. Yeah. Um, but Kyle said uh, as the show was launching, he was on his way. So should we pause and wait for him? Yeah, or I think we, we should start over. Should we now. just dive yeah. right into the Yankees talk <laughs> for him? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's Yankees sweep the Tigers. That's enough Enough said about that. Uh, I just the had Tigers my first I just had my first sip. Yeah, what'd you think?
3: And it's, like, really crispy. Yeah? I don't know. My glass is doing something crazy right now. It's still, like, bubbling. So I don't know what they do south of the border, but (laughs) give me another one. (laughs) So
1: far, so good.
0: Drinking craft beer, having fun. And talking sports in the state of Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports.
1: Before we jump into our DeHabs beer flight segment, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is serving incredible food and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. With Chef Dan's revamped food menu and head brewers rotating. Ben's, rotating taps, wine, and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on. From dinner with the family, late night drinks with friends, and everything in between, the Ben and Dan duo is putting a ton of their time and energy at making the hops a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. They have Taco Tuesday, Stein Night Wednesday, Thursday, any burger and beer for 15 bucks, along with some other unbelievable specials on Fridays and Saturdays. We highly recommend following them on Instagram and Facebook where they share their weekly specials and some incredible food and beer pictures that will make your mouth water. De hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2022. And if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a nice little discount off your first beer. I think we're going to be there on, on Monday, right? Yeah. So we're, we're switching to Monday with them. Yep. They, were, they were cool with that. So um, Monday we will be doing our monthly episode at De hops. So look out for that one. Sweet. Um. But yeah, we we skipped the hops flight segment last week. or made it part of the interview type thing. So I uh, wanted to make sure that we got it in there today. Um, I, I, if you guys are cool, I'm I'm gonna start off. Go and, ahead. And it, I think it'll be a quick one. Love it. Um, but I don't know for the people that missed it, ESPN released for their 30 for 30 trailer. Uh, for the way overdue Red Wings-Avalanche rivalry called Unrivaled, uh, starting with the infamous hit on Draper all the way to 2002 Stanley Cup run for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, I'm just so freaking pumped for this.
2: Everybody I, so is fired up.
1: ESPN does one thing well, and it's 30 for 30s.
2: That's about it.
1: Usually, at least. There's probably been their duds. I haven't sat and watched all of them, but... They better not screw this up. Like, this one is so important to me. I'm just like, you freaking better not just be terrible. Okay, like, you so better go really, truly in depth. And I'm, I'm a little worried that it's just going to be Lemieux McCarty talking, and we're going to see McCarty's face for yeah, okay. 60 minutes on it. And look, I, I'm okay with M- McCarty, don't get me wrong, but like, there are way more people that need to be giving their opinion on this freaking thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Is that what would ruin it for you? Is just a lot of Darren McCarty or. Or what's running through your mind, like, because you're really, really uptight about it being ruined. And you've mentioned it so not once, times. not twice, <laughs> Every three, four, maybe up. five times. So, all
1: right, my one worry of mine is in the trailer, they had, like, they, they showed McCarty and Lemieux together doing, like, a, a question and answer type thing. Oh, yeah, and, yep. I, if they make it too buddy buddy now and kind of just do flashbacks of what they actually went and they they make it more of of how like the redemption story from McCarty and like um the the relationship that they have now like I don't I don't care about any of that you know what I mean like I want the okay. focus right. to really be on what this rivalry was and complete on the actual hatred, hatred. itself absolute yep. hatred yep and I. I I'm assuming that's what it's going to be. They're going to talk about what actually went went down and all that stuff, and I think that's important to do. But I just I hope that it's not too McCarty Lemieux heavy because, as important as they were, in in the, this rivalry and like starting it and finishing it type thing. There was so much that went on in that and I just hope that they, they address it all, you know. And, and, and another concern of mine is is it gonna change my perspective of what happened? You know what I mean? Because like this was this was big sports for us. Like this was when we were falling in love with sports, when all of this was going this was on. Huge. And it was kind of the the first rivalry the first taste of a real rivalry that we ever had in our life. I think, yeah, you had the Michigan Michigan State one or sorry, Michigan, Ohio State one. Yep. But it was just what we were told what, what like the history of of it was this what, we were learning as we were we were watching this right. thing unfold
2: but what had happened it was at the forefront of the entire sports world mhm it wasn't just hockey it wasn't just michigan it wasn't just colorado it was at the very forefront almost almost in just, almost in like worldwide news esque yeah, i would was. i wouldn't say it was worldwide but Nationwide, no mm-hmm. doubt.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was huge. And, and another thing, like, I mean, it's got to be fair, but like we're gonna learn a lot about probably why they hated us. You know what I mean? Like we've That's never what we've I'm never really about. heard their perspective, right? Because we knew the dirty hit, and yep. we look at it as Vernon won that fight against Waugh. Wow. We look at it as Osgood won that fight against Waugh. Wow. We yep. look at it as. We won the battle. We In our heads, we won it all, right? Won it all. Because we yep. won We won the three Stanley Cups in there, too, but they won, <laughs> I think, three as well, or maybe it was two. I think it was two. No, it was three. No, it was two. It was two.
2: Because they, they had 96, right? They had 96
1: in 2001, I believe. I guess it doesn't matter. Okay. But, I mean,
2: it, it feels like
1: a win for us, and I feel like we're going to see a completely other side of it, and it might oh, like yeah. just... It's going to reignite like, it. I mean, we were we were what eight, ten years old when this was all going on, like when it started, and go early teens and stuff. it's like we were young kids, and okay. it's going to be completely different world. Okay. And of what we're watching this.
2: Answer this question quickly. Do you want Edmonton or Colorado to win this series? Edmonton. Okay, but I didn't want you to think about it.
1: But what? No, I I'm done with that rivalry. Like I don't hate Colorado anymore. I don't, because it's just completely, it 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 it. is completely, now, if you get the (laughs) Iserman Sackett going at it again with the Red Wings (laughs) and making the playoffs and they'd face each other, play each other in the finals or whatever, like, that would be pretty cool, but (laughs) we're a long ways away from that, so, but if that rivalry came back, like, that'd be pretty sick, you know, Um, but I don't, John, what what did you think about that? Did you see the the trailer of it or no?
3: I haven't seen the trailer, but (laughs) gotta watch it. I just, man. You were a big hockey guy, though, well, like during y- that time, right? Yeah, and my my dad and my uncle, like, they religiously watched playoff hockey. And I just remember, like, a few of those games, school nights, whatever, my parents would let me stay up late. And I'll never forget, like – the blood on the ice oh yeah like that was like my first like memory of hockey <laughs> so much is blood. just the blood on the ice and it's like how did that happen well and then back in the day my dad would record these games on vhs so it was like <laughs> all right we got to rewatch it you know like uh, after after the game was before over youtube and yeah because you know they didn't really show too many replays live that night you know they i don't know they kind of showed the hits but they they really didn't show too much of like <gasps> mccarty and yeah. Lemieux. they just kind of showed them like getting pulled off the ice you know and the, like were you scared? By seeing blood
2: on the ice, a, a little bit, but then it was just like, man, that's hockey. Heck yeah, yeah that's cool. You know, could <laughs> like, you imagine seeing that? And John's dad's like, hey, John, you want to go play some hockey on the ice? <laughs> yeah, and John's like, mm, mm, nah, I'm good. Yeah, not I'm with good. you. You're a big guy. You <laughs> know. I, I mean, uh,
1: there was always the fight, right? Like it was obviously the big one with McCarty and, and then Vernon and Wah. And like that was all the focus of of that game. Right. You re if you rewatch, have you ever rewatched it? Or like a, a true the, highlights the of it. Of that no, of that that specific game because there is it not so in a long much time. There's so much that happens in it that I had no idea happened. It was like, like there were really. so many fights.
3: Adam Foot, right? Adam wasn't, Foot and he Shanahan was, fought was, twice. Yeah, at him. he was getting real like chippy. Um, yeah, it was. I guess, too, like part of that rivalry that I don't quite like remember as vivid was the hit on Draper. Okay, you know, like. Yeah. Obviously, like the two the two teams were like great teams in the Western Conference, so there was that rivalry. But like later in life, revisiting it, you get to see like, oh, this is really why they hated that guy. Yeah, you know? and, it was um, it was a then, dirty hit for sure. Oh yeah, and then I don't know, it's just cool to see like Igor Larionov get involved because he was always like the <laughs> grandpa on the team. You know, like for us, right? Yeah. And we watched him get really old on the team. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's one of those things like to be proud of a Detroit as a, as a Detroit fan. Yeah, one um, thing
1: that I, I hope that they get in is hearing what Dino Cicerelli has to say because he obviously wasn't on the team right the following year, but he yep. was the one that said, "I can't believe I shook that guy's hand." Like just furious that he shook his hand in that line, just <laughs> so mad. And and that was one quote that he had, and it's just like. I just want to know, like, if if he gets if he talks about him at all, and like how pissed he is that he didn't wasn't part of that that run. Not only for the fact that they won the Stanley Cup, but like
2: they that should run. have him so, on the special.
1: They should. I mean, he's a Hall uh, of Famer. They, I'm sure they, they will if, they, if if he will.
2: I, I don't care how long it has to be. They have to incorporate every single notable piece mm-hmm. that has transpired during that time. Yeah, it has to happen.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and Darren McCarty talks a lot, obviously, but like one thing that that he did, and I didn't realize it as a kid, he literally dragged him over to the spot that he hit Draper specifically. Like he dragged him, like you see him drag him to the bench, right? Yeah, and he literally was like telling him, "This is where and Like needed, it was literally MMA style. He kneed him in the face and got a five-minute penalty and went out and scored the game-winning goal in overtime. <laughs> that wouldn't happen in this day and age. Well, and that's,
3: that's it, too. Like The reaction from Darren McCarty scoring that game-winning goal mm-hmm. – that's something that, I mean, it just sends chills down my spine. I literally just got chills you know, it's that, thinking it's, about it. it. It's, that, it's the guy that, he's the dirty work guy. He doesn't score. You yeah. know, when he does, it's like, oh, it went off his skate or something, yeah. you know, <laughs> you off know. his kneecap. But <laughs> to see him just go out and, like, I don't know, yeah, put the, the icing on that cake,
1: man. Yeah, it's so fun. It'll, it'll be really, really exciting. And, well, I don't know I don't know much about it. I don't know if it's going to be, like, a multiple-piece segment, or is it just one episode, one and done? I have no idea. I should probably look into that a little more. I don't think those but. details
2: are released yet. Yeah.
1: It'll be interesting. I know it's gonna come out during the Stanley Cup Finals, which is cool. They're gonna what? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna air it right around then, like oh. probably after like Game One or Two or something like that. I, I Let's don't really know,
2: go. But
1: yeah, but uh, Micah, we'll we'll jump over to you. Uh, it looks like John's gonna look up those details for me, so I
2: give our listeners the, the true information. <laughs> we're going from dirty hockey talk to dirty football talk. Man,
1: that's that's about just as dirty these days. So you know?
2: so we're we're coming in quite a bit late, you know. News comes around. It flies around. New news is old news at this point. Um, But uh, two weeks ago, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher really, really jumped down each other's throats.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the NIL (laughs) world.
2: (laughs) So, um, you know, per Nick Saban fashion, that man started it off, and he accused Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M and said that they have bought every single player.
1: Hmm.
2: Now, whether or not that's true, I don't know. We but from, he what, made the claim to- of buying every player on Texas A&M. And Jimbo Fisher got so fired up and shot off. So um, we do have the clip of Jimbo Fisher no, I mean,
1: yeah, tell me when you want me to hit that. I, I think I got it here. You, you might as well hit John, that John, you now. might have to jump the, the volume up, but just be prepared. might even get an ad in here. You never know what's going to happen. Yep, ad. So turn it way Here's down while we talk. I'll tell you when to turn it back up. Um, But, no, it, it, I think this is just the NIL crap that we're going to be dealing with. And and the funny thing is, is I love what, that the SEC is the one doing this because they're all pointing at each other, but they're all doing it. So, all right, I think 100%. we're good, John. Jump, jump it on up there. I think we're good.
4: To come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top, and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we got to sit here at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. All right, Jimbo. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can <laughs> find out anything you want to find out. What he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it's and it, and it, personal to us, yes it is. It's personal to A&M, it's personal to our players, it's personal to our coaches and everybody involved. And I know the guy. I know him really well. It's amazing. That we're allowed to do those things—it's really despicable—and I—and I hate it for our players who are coming here, who did things the right way, have done things the right way, and will continue to do things the right way. I apologize to you that people insult you publicly the way they're doing it, and our fans i, I apologize to you guys for people saying those things about Texas A&M. But promise you this: there are no there are no violations. There are nothing wrong. It's the second wow. time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way. Wait, are the kids or the grown men? Oh, I, no uh, just go ask all the people who work for him. You'll know exactly what he's about. I always said this. My dad always told me this. When people show you who they are, believe them. He's showing you who he is.
3: Questions.
2: So Not to the left. That was also after Sabin's claim of he he followed up his claim of Texas A and M buying every player with. We haven't bought any of our players. Oh,
1: jeez! We're doing
2: things the right way.
1: Yeah, and and I don't know where you're going to go with, but like what I'm thinking that is, I just love for the fact that SEC is trying to pretend that they're all holier than thou when they're the dirtiest of them all. All of them are. Yeah, and and honestly, Michigan, Michigan State are too. Big Ten is. Ohio State is like to call like, it, but I just love that it's happening. It's finally exposing. What we have all known for so long. And now you got the SEC going at each other. You got the SEC commissioner, the commissioner saying shh, shh,
2: shh, shh. he ah. had to put a damper on what had exploded weeks ago. Uh. And, you know, since then, um, you know, of all people and of all universities that I just absolutely despise, Ryan Day comes out and says, Our roster, we need 13 million to keep it intact and keep it going
1: which is supposed to be illegal which is right and say something like that right
2: and so that happened uh a handful of days ago and then this was tweeted out today from um a uh a notable buckeye account and so this is per ryan day he said top tier qbs here at ohio state they require two million in nil elite edge rushers require one million top offensive tackles require 1 million and day said if you're not in the game when the players ask you're done so so to come out and say the money has to be there yeah and we're not talking Nil at this point we're, no. we're talking about funneling and it's almost like it's almost as bad as laundering money in a sense it's like you're, yeah. you're bringing in money through the boosters program oh we're ta- now we're talking high school, Subjects is booster money. Mm-hmm. You're bringing in booster money with millions for the football program. I can't even imagine what the baseball and all the women's sports programs are going to be fired up about. Yeah. So, Just wait till Title Nine gets a load of this. Right, right. <laughs> so, so far, Michigan, Michigan State, everyone else across the Big Ten are, are lagging. They're behind or they're staying quiet. And, I just I have such a problem with how it's the wild wild west, and honestly I don't see it changing. So what I'm going to be screaming about is I want my university. I, I'm a Michigan fan. I want them to start start getting dirty. Yeah, I mean, it, you are going to get left behind so fast, and it's already happening.
1: It feels like it, right? And it, and it might just be the fact that they're not talking about it. I hope to God that it's just like we're just not talking about it the way that they are. And we're actually way ahead of all of them, you know what I mean um now yeah prove the, me wrong, these teams please. are these teams are breaking rules, obviously, but they just don't care and the nCAA doesn't seem to care
2: they and that's a, don't another
1: care. issue it's like well, what's the what are we going to end up at now, we kind of talked a little bit about this before we, we started here. it's like the like let's say Texas a and m goes out and wins a the national title they're not going to, but let's say that they do it, and they then it comes out that they broke rules. It's not going to be a vacated championship. It's not going to be a vacated Heisman like like we've seen in the past. It's vacating wins or anything like that. It's going to just be, all right, we need to get control of this. And right now, they don't have control. And I hope that Michigan and the Big Ten and everybody but Ohio State takes advantage of this and really just starts competing with the SEC. Because, yeah, the SEC might mean more. But the money is in the Big Ten, right? And, and it should be there. We should be getting these players with the money that we have.
2: And I kind of look at it as NIL is a, is a very very large freight train that is moving downhill very quickly. Yeah. And there, I don't think there's any way to edit or stop it in a sense because we we talked earlier about you know a lot of these players have have six figure seven figure deals with. Yeah with uh, auto, auto manufacturers or dealerships or they're talking with um what what is the NFT thing going on? It
1: blows uh, my mind I didn't even figure it out.
2: So <laughs> a, a lot a lot of money funneling to the players themselves. I mean, the NCAA is not going to be able to step in and go, "Hey, sorry, you can't do that. You can only have s- such and such money. It can only be funneled this way and this way that the players aren't going anywhere. Yeah. They they're stuck with either this university or the next one that's doing something just as dirty. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just don't see where where we kind of curb the NIL.
1: I don't see how it gets any better.
2: I don't. I mean, it's, John, do you have an idea?
3: Kerry's C- wondering what the point of even having any rules is anymore, you there, know, well, like
1: Well, that's basically what we're dealing with right now is yeah. the, right. is <clears throat> there are rules nobody's following them.
3: It's like putting together like a, a fantasy football roster at this point, you know. But you only <laughs> yeah. get you only get so much cap space, which is a lot of cap space for college athletes. If you ask me, um, right? I didn't get paid any money to do anything in college, you know. So like. <laughs> right? um, I was yeah, actually
1: paying to play college huggies, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's,
3: I, I just again where does where is the road end with all this and like where does it leave uh, you know the the other 90% of the country and student athletes that are trying yeah. to you know advance their careers and, and if you if, right.
1: if you go back and listen to previous episodes before Nil was a thing like I've been I've been talking about this for a while it's like as soon as mm-hmm. this door opens you're gonna you think you're gonna pay these guys all right well just wait. And then that, that flood, the floodgates will open, and then what's going to happen? And right now, the NCAA is sitting there like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I mean, we've got to make this fair, and blah, blah, blah. And now they are literally screwing themselves. They're, they need, they're losing control. And the NCAA, look, it's going to eventually get an atomic bomb put on it. It is going to be gone. And that's what yeah. we're starting to see right now is that atomic bomb literally taking off an airplane right now and just waiting to drop it on the NCAA, and the NCAA will be gone. Which I'm okay with but
2: oh, what's going to happen
1: what's going to happen with all that is you're going to lose tradition you're going to lose what truly makes college football great why people like college football and don't like NFL football you're going to get rid of all of that the the just the pageantry of it. you're yeah. it, you're it's it's pretty much gone right now but people just don't realize it yet and it is you're about to start waking up to yeah. absolute cluster if you like the tradition of College football because it is gone.
2: It could very much get a lot worse because where you de- where you do see that tradition, you're going to start seeing a lot of money flying. Yeah, it, with TV deals, with conference deals. If conferences stay intact, yeah, with There's brands,
1: blown up conferences. They're just going right. to SECs talked about creating their own thing, and we're going to have our own champion because right. we're the, as right. It's like okay, well, <laughs> get ready because this is about to. This is about to be really, really ugly. Let's just, I I think that's where we're at. And I'm glad that it's starting with the SEC because they can all.
2: You know. You know. Expired.
1: Expired. (laughs) Expired. John, what you got?
3: Somebody that isn't expired and (laughs) just always seems to find himself in
2: the news. Uh oh. We're gonna talk some golf.
1: Oh, are we gonna talk about Phil Mickelson?
3: Good,
2: good, 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 good. Well, golf. Amongst amongst are we others. Talk about Phil. Well, the match happened last week. The match did happen last week.
1: Did it? There was a hockey game on, so I didn't watch it.
3: I watched a little bit. It was, it was all right. I mean, I'm glad Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers won. Don't get me wrong, but like, Patrick Mahomes don't belong on a golf course. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Stick to football. Stick to your day job. Let me get out there and play. Oh no, but the is it live golf? Yeah, Um, that's interesting. The league is is taking off in Saudi Arabia, and their first uh, inaugural um, uh, tournament is this weekend. Can you
2: explain what that is?
3: It's a a Saudi Arabia-backed, funded um, golf league, golf tour, that's going to try to compete with the PGA. Um, Players are already starting to jump ship from the PGA to go play in these tournaments. They've been offered Buko money. Um, Is it true I, that
1: Tiger Woods was offered $1 billion? I heard nine figures. No way.
3: High nine figures, too.
1: And he turned what? it down?
3: Yes. <laughs> like, what the yeah, hey, talk about revamping your career, maybe <laughs> yeah, get, hey, getting some of that uh, tiger? prenuptial back. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, so um, you know, it, it kind of broke. Uh, DJ, or yeah, Dustin Johnson's name came out. Um and it sounds like they're offering him a hundred million dollars plus whatever he wins in winning. So this is like a contract to play golf. Uh, a little bit different than the PGA. You know, you got guys that have endorsements, you got guys that make cuts consecutively and can win some money. Uh you win a tournament and you win a bunch of money, but to be handed money up front. And, it's a new world. Yeah guaranteed money guaranteed right? money um other names so i i don't know for sure that dustin johnson has said yay or nay on this i it,
1: thought i heard he was in
3: okay I, i'm pretty I, sure I, he accepted the deal yeah i i mean i don't blame him at this point in his career he's proven enough on the pga tour oh, to, yeah. to take a risk a gamble and uh i'm sure paulina loves the schedule of <laughs> saudi arabia golf right um but other names too have also uh joined the 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 lead the follow uh kevin nah um i don't know if you guys know who kevin Nye is he's the one that takes forever to hit the ball he's got all these like waggle things with his swing and he's just i don't know guys have gotten on him over his career about hurrying up pace of play blah 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 mm, anyway nah. he's yeah he's uh i don't know he's a middle of the pack guy i think he's ranked in like the top 40 in the world but um i guess that's middle of the pack big pack ask
1: ask me if i've heard of him
3: uh kevin nah, Na N A n-a na mm. Nah, nah. All right. Uh, but, yeah, and then Sergio Garcia um, was also on the list. He's already kind of spoken out against the PGA. Um, he kind of had a boiling over point a couple weeks ago in the tournament where he was, like, arguing with PGA officials about um, – he was trying to look for his ball, and they started the clock before he, like, got to the area where the ball was at anyway. Uh, Sergio, I don't like him anyway, so he can go. I don't care. <laughs> um, but, yeah, recently, uh, as of I think it was yesterday, Phil Mickelson announced that he will be – Playing in the tournament this weekend, got uh, all
1: his betting debt wiped away. Is that what? what I don't know. He gets paid.
3: So (laughs) (laughs) I I listened to the DP show too much, but they interviewed a guy that wrote an autobiography about him. And I guess uh, his little cohort who uh, took the took the big fall in that whole gambling scheme stuff, foundation stuff, um, is in prison and currently working on another book. (laughs) so like to to counter yeah this autobiography that came out so this is just months after phil mickelson kind of um uh was uh an off what was that off camera like off the record interview um and a little quote here but speaking on the live golf uh idea um they're scary mfers to get involved with mickelson said we know they killed uh a Washington Post column, uh, columnist and have had a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to reshape the PGA Tour, how the PGA Tour operates. Pretty much throwing dust on something that he didn't think he was going to do. Now he's doing it. I don't know, a little oxymoronic wow. in a way. Um, but maybe he's short on change too. So
1: I'm sure he is. He's lost a lot of bets. Over yeah. Here. So there's. So just what a, do you think about goes. this this whole thing?
3: I don't know. It'll be interesting how the PGA Tour responds. Um, it sounds like right now the, PGA, the president of the PGA, um, le- I guess, not legally, uh, how would this be, contractually they can let go. Players can be banned from the PGA Tour. Like
1: remove their card or whatever.
3: Yeah, um, which, I mean, opens up the door for other players to kind of come in and, and do their thing. But um, they also are kind of in this, like, handcuff too because I believe – Something I heard the other day too that the um, uh, the majors right in the PGA season are not run by the PGA. Yeah, it's
1: they're by run, the
3: You UG... yeah, the uh, United, United Golf, Golf yeah, Association. Association yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, USGA, I believe. Yeah. Um, so they're you know, and the, those are the tournaments with the big payouts. So yeah, so they can still come back and play in those. Exactly. So they can go over, except you know, for the,
1: the PGA Championship
3: yes i think you have to like qualify for that one yeah so i don't know it'll just be interesting to see what the pga does i mean there's other tours out there that people don't know about you know that guys go and dominate and then you know eventually they win their card um so we'll see how long this lasts if there's like any you know traction with it um it'll also be interesting to see what kind of quality golf courses they play on um but as for a financial standpoint, I mean, I'm not blaming anybody for jumping ship for yeah. guaranteed money.
1: It'll be real. I just, I just sit back and, yeah, I think interesting is the right word. Who knows what the what in the world is going to happen? Now, do I think the PGA is corrupt? Yeah, probably. I bet you they're about as corrupt as the NCAA is, right? Easy. And if somebody wants to expose that for what they are, I'm all for it. But I don't like Phil Mickelson, so I'm going to be well, against it now.
3: Yeah, I think the biggest <laughs> thing too is like the players don't want to be controlled by the PGA. Again, it, we're we're seeing this yeah. in every every professional sport and like avenue as at right right now. Yeah, like players want the power, and um, I guess in a game where you're not on a team and you're not uh, you know under the ownership of somebody. Um,
2: I feel like they should be able to do whatever they want to do, but it'll be
3: interesting to see what happens. You know, I think that may be
2: very true, but then you, you get to the point where you have such a uh, healthy, financially, worldly opposition that controls you at that same point if you're going to that Saudi league.
1: You're going to a, right? a country that controls way more than the United States R- controls R- a big right. people. So, oh, yeah.
2: So if if these guys really do think that they're going to have a bit more freedom and and being less controlled, I, sorry, you you have a rude awakening in mm-hmm. my opinion. I I just don't think that's going to be the case. The,
1: the, the difference between this and like the failed football leagues that that try to compete and stuff like that is this this league has money, lots and lots of money, and it sounds like they're willing to spend it what the and what what in the what is gonna happen in the end I have no clue, no idea it is bizarre what's going on um but it'll be very very interesting and i'm I'm excited for it i, I like this kind of stuff for for a, a sport that I'm not like dedicated to and like you know what I mean like kind of just an outside fan and I'll watch it every once in a while cool like just yeah. cause some drama i love drama
3: well they have greg norman sports drama yeah greg norman's kind of running the show too oh really well, the, he
1: had a big issue with the pga when he was playing right? yeah yep. yeah
3: and so i, I think it's kind of polarizing in a way um but unlike all these other like startup nfl leagues that are run by what was it vince mcmahon yeah, the XFL. Right. Yeah, um, the Rock. You
1: know, I think bought XFL now or something so, like yeah. that. So oh, like,
3: yeah. Greg Norman has a history in golf, and he's arguably probably one of the top earners in the in the sport, um, just for his popularity worldwide. Um, so I think it, it does have an opportunity and a chance to like flourish, and like you said, Sam, if there's plenty of money floating around, it's not going to be hard to get people. This uh, is, out is there why to gas prices are going up. Oh, Dang. got
1: it. Thanks, Phil.
0: Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of My Sports.
1: All right, I think we're going to fly through this. I really do. And this might be a complete dud. I have no idea. I feel good about it. <laughs> but you know how when I feel good, it usually goes bad. When I'm like really nervous and stressed, it goes awesome, and it's very easy. So, I don't know. Okay. But what we're going to do today... We're going to go through team by team. So we got Tigers, Pistons, Red Wings, Michigan basketball, Michigan State basketball, Michigan State football, Michigan football, and then the Detroit Lions, all of them. We're going to hit on all of our teams. What we're going to talk about is is what our biggest fear is for them currently. So, for example, the Tigers, your biggest fear could be Torkelson really sucks and is awful. Casey Mize is going to have Tommy John surgery and never be good again. Those could be your biggest fears. I personally have a different one, but if that's your guys', that's that's great too. So I think we should start with the Detroit Tigers and what our current biggest fear. Obviously, I, like I don't want to go like too crazy and be like, oh, my biggest fear is the Tigers uh, never play again. <laughs> like obviously that would really suck. But like uh, current organization wise, what is your biggest fear? I have a couple. So I, if you guys steal one. I, I'm I prepared, um, but I also have, like, my biggest one and stuff like that. But, John, like, when you think about the Detroit Tigers, do you have a biggest fear of what this organization will be or what they're doing? And I guess it could be anything.
3: My biggest fear is we're not going to get Miguel Cabrera a World Series in Detroit, and he's going to be the the last generational hitter that we see in our lifetime. That's a fear of mine. That's a legitimate fear of mine. I think that's, that's a pretty very good brutal fear. and yeah. Um, I don't know. There's there's all these comparisons. People are hyping Mike Trout this year. It must be slow in LA. They got nothing to talk about out there. I don't know. He's also
1: in like an over thirty slump. So currently. yeah, and it, <laughs> I
3: mean he still he still has to play out of his mind for another ten years to even come close to sniffing the numbers that right. Miguel Cabrera has on his plate right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie's looking like the best hitter on the team this year. He's hitting over three hundred. And I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming 5 years ago, like the last 3 or 4 years, like I'm I'm just surprised that he's able to like put on a uniform, let alone get in the dugout and walk around and shake hands and smile. Yeah. Um that's my biggest fear, man.
0: I
1: I think that's a great one. Wasn't on my list, and I think that is excellent. That Miggy doesn't get a World Series with the Tigers. It's very uh, it's probably going to happen too, unfortunately.
2: Yep. But I
1: like that one. Mike,
2: did you have one that stood out to you? I do. So Besides the uh, living nightmare we're currently in, um, what I do fear is like déjà vu. Having Alavila's beginning of his tenure absolutely bomb just now, and I didn't put that—I <laughs> didn't put that very well. So, what I don't want to have happen, my biggest fear is for him to completely destroy what's been building for far too long i I don't want him to bomb trades Mm -hmm. is what i don't want to have happen when we're trying to acquire guys and he was getting rid of guys at the beginning of his tenure i don't want to end up on the short end of the stick when we're acquiring guys i don't want to give up this i don't want to give up that
1: more of our prospects i just i just
2: don't want him to do it wrong there, there's no other way to put it. When you look at what happened at the beginning of when he became the GM, it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like he, sh- he showed his hand to the rest constantly. of the league
1: constantly.
2: It and it and it was, it was on like national sports talk. Hey, Al Avila came out and said today we're ready to trade J.D. Martinez. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he traded what? Him
1: three weeks before the deadline. What, how,
2: it, oh my gosh! I don't want that to happen. I I need honestly I need someone else at the helm besides this guy. So it's, when we start trying, your biggest
1: to, fear is just continue to tread water with with Alavila running the ship. Basically, yeah, that's a fair one.
3: I guess since we're uh, doing our teams, Kyle had to chime in. Um, his biggest fear is that the the Yankees look strong this year. Is it? Correct me if I'm wrong. When they have really good years, don't they choke in the playoffs? I don't know. Oh, yeah. maybe They will. Maybe, Kyle? They will. Throwing that one out to you, bud. They
1: will. They will. They always do. All right. You ready for mine? Do it. One of them? I'll give you one of them.
3: Can I give a second one? Yeah. When you're done?
1: Yeah. All right. All right. My biggest fear is A.J. Hinch in this opt-out comes to fruition. And he looks at this organization as the joke that they are under Al Avila. He knows that Al Avila has no idea what he's doing. The Illiches are going to continue to stick with Al Avila and potentially the best manager in baseball walks. And walks away from our organization and we become the laughing stock that a, the manager literally just double middle finger walked out backwards. Then you're going to have Baez opt out too. And you're going to have all these opt out. We're going to lose everything that we might. Not that I'm worried about Baez right now because he sucks. But.
2: Starting to kind of build.
1: Like, I'm just so terrified that this organization is. We're going to take even more steps back because our manager is saying, you guys are far from good. I'm done with you. And just, you suck, basically. And I feel like he's, I feel like. It's happening. I feel and I love AJ Hinch. I love AJ. I want him to stay. I say get him a new deal. Why hasn't that been talked about? Why hasn't that been done? I don't know. Is it Avila? I give AJ Hinch full control. Get rid of of Al Avila and figure it out. And another fear though is like if you move on from Al Avila, is that his free out of being like, hey, look, this isn't the GM that hired me. I have the opt out. It's smart to do that, and we don't resign him. Like I'm just. It's just uh, the AJ Hinch thing, and it's not AJ Hinch that makes me. It's just the fact that they have this opt out. I feel like he's going to take this opt out, and it's going to screw us in the know where. And I'm very, very. Really oh, I'm stressed, I am stressed yeah. about this. You have no clue how stressed I am. Let's go, Nugent Hopkins. I had him getting the first goal, but it was like one of those free bets that if he ends up scoring, you get your money back. He didn't get the first goal, obviously, but he got that goal, so I get my money back. So that's a positive.
3: Less stress. <laughs> That's
1: good. Money, right? baby. Get my money back.
3: All right. My number two yeah, what's your probably name? should be number one. My biggest fear as a Tigers fan is at the rate he's playing right now and what he's accomplished in recent years, Justin Verlander goes in the Hall of Fame <laughs> as a Houston Astro.
2: Oh, don't you say that. That
1: is such a good one. That is a really good one.
3: All those years –
1: but on top of that, like, if we don't have AJ Hinch, he won't want to come back, right?
2: Now you've got me bothered.
1: Hot and bothered, baby. That's what this segment's about. Tig- another one. Tigers Nightmares <laughs> tonight. I have another one. If you're ready for it. You ready for it?
2: Rip it. And that Chris
1: go. Illich is way farther from who his dad was than we realize, and we need new ownership more than anything. We, because
2: we already know that.
1: But uh, but we know that in this rebuild, yeah, don't spend money. And I I, I kind of like that we haven't. I think there was a good chance to now. But, like, is he ever going to? That scares the you-know-what out of me. Like, are, do we have a guy that's just looking to just launder money, basically? And I'm going to put money here and make money here. And I'm going to make money off the Yankees' luxury cap because they pay crap amount of dollars. And I'm going to make money off of them and never pay anybody? Like, really, See. truly try to win? Like, that scares crap. Does he care about winning, or is he just looking yeah. to spend his least amount of possible? Yeah. That, and that that's one me. of the
2: things I loosely understand about baseball is because there is no salary cap, and these guys have such deep pockets, most of the teams do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I really do understand, you know, a, a small handful of years for a rebuild you know re- recoup some dollars get the bank ready get the farm system ready and then start spending but at the point where you have illich type money and you're in Detroit you're in a big market why are you not spending money to get going right now yeah and and just so the they, bias deal that that was a cute little thing to like give the fans like oh we're 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 trying. We're, we're, we're making we're some trying. waves you know no you're not you're right. just really irritating a lot of like really good baseball fans you have and you it's have just freaking ridiculous. some of the best
1: baseball fans in the country and you are putting this product out there and it's absolutely disgusting it is and i'm I'm not happy about it but we're gonna have to move on to our next team who's the next team Pistons? are we on the Pistons We're on the Pistons, right? Kyle, stop talking about the Yankees already. <laughs> is it not working? Oh, did I forget? Uh, check uh, page seven. Let's like, scroll all the way to the right. My bad. Um, But, yeah, it is the Pistons. I, I did forget to do that one. Sorry about that. Um, got it. That whose boy. phone was that? Is that a phone?
2: Huh? That was interesting.
1: <laughs> we got some crazy noises tonight, but I'm all right with it. Biggest worry as a Pistons fan. John, you want to start us off on this one? Or actually you should finish us off on this one. Mikey, you start us off on this one. Do you have something?
2: <laughs> okay. So it, it may seem small, but I think I worry about <clears throat> Cade Cunningham, whether he can truly achieve that that number one overall stardom where I think I think we look at him like our LeBron James pick. There's some people that do. I don't. I don't think the guys in this room do.
1: No, I think we know what it is. Right. Right, yeah. right.
2: We know what it is, but we still, we still, really, really want him to get there. Right. We we want him to become that LeBron James. We want him to become that star. That just the star that that other teams that. 30 some other teams are cool. clamoring over. And I and I don't think I don't think he's gonna get there. Like where the NBA is going right now, we're 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 back to building teams instead of buying twos and threes, right? Mm-hmm. I, think like I think that's I think that's the where that's where we're say. going. And I can be very, very okay with Cade and the guys to follow, but for that, hoped for him to become that worldwide star in Detroit. I, that that's what I worry about. You know.
1: Yeah. No. I, I think I, I can't say I haven't thought about that. Is he? Is he our best player? Yeah. Is he? Was he the right pick? Yeah. But is he a true blue NBA All Star, elite top five player someday? That's what I I doubt is going to happen because of his of his right. athleticism. Right. Um, my biggest fear. Actually, I have two, but I'm going to start with my biggest one. When this team finally hits mediocre again, people will be content. Ownership will be content. The, fr- the organization will be content, and they'll be like, we're just going to stick right here. Fans will probably be content when this team finally hits mediocre, and it's like, no, that's not what we're trying to do. That's not what we're trying to build. We want to become a championship pedigree team. Like We want to be part of the the championship talk heading into the season, not just, oh, are they going to sneak into the playoffs and get a, a playoff win for once? That's not enough for me. And I feel like this organization so, and really this Detroit fan base in general, um, is so hungry for okay that once they finally hit okay, it's going to be, all right, job done. Let's just sit here for a little bit and enjoy this purgatory of the that we, that we were in for a decade or two. You know what I mean? After the title. So that, that's a fear of mine.
3: Well, kind of to to go with that too. Like you're seeing the two teams in the in the finals right now, Boston and Golden State. They built these teams on their draft. My, uh, you know, part of that fear, Sam, is like if you're if you're holding on to your draft picks too long. Okay. If you're giving them too much time, um, I, I feel like in today's NBA, you, you got to know right away if somebody's going to pan out, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get stuck. I don't think it's respectful for Dwayne Casey to get stuck in that position. Like he's gotta win. He he came from Toronto where he was winning. He's gotta win. The team needs to win. Um but bigger than that fear for me, man. Is Chet Holmgren fallen? In Detroit, drafting Chat. <laughs> oh home. yeah,
1: serious. That's, that's, uh, my, that's my biggest fear. right <laughs> <that> now. Would, <laughs> yeah. I know you and Ryan. Neither one of you guys are Chat guys, right?
2: Man, I they just, don't want the big man. Well, he doesn't look good,
3: and he doesn't look good on the court in any jersey. <laughs> but you throw him in that, <laughs> you throw him in that retro teal Pistons yeah, jersey right, when yeah. it comes back <laughs> out this year. Ah, uh, get him out of here. A, a get current him out of here.
1: fear of mine is that we don't move on from Jeremy Grant, and we miss that opportunity of the value, the little value that he might still have. Now, we might even get a first-round yeah, pick yeah. for him. It, there's a chance that you get real value. I think we dropped the ball two years ago when we didn't trade him. I think we dropped the ball again this year. Obviously, the injury issue probably – it was probably smart to not trade him at this deadline because you weren't going to get much, if anything, for him. Now, here, this this draft screams trade him, and, and uh, you better do it because this is where his value is. For a full season, a team wants him, because basketball is a lot about like chemistry, right? You can't. You, it's not like the NHL where you just add a second-line center and it go really well. You add a true piece in the NBA, it takes you know, 20, 30 games to really start gelling and figuring out how it's going to work because you're already a really dang good team with a guy that he's taking over position. They're all changing what their role is. Jeremy Grant's value is in this draft, in this trade draft. They need to do it in this offseason. And if I am terrified that they won't they won't do that. But moving on to the Detroit Red Wings. I'm gonna I'm gonna go last on this one. The
3: Red Wings.
1: Big Red Wings fan.
3: You want, me to, you want me to break this ice? ha. <laughs> yeah, bre- <Love> <laughs>
1: get me get me started here.
3: All right, my biggest fear.
1: Is that Sam is right about Dylan Larkin? Oh, well, you can say I mean that that kind of that
3: kind of goes all <laughs> you might together. Have to talk to the YouTubers. Might go all together with where I'm heading here. My biggest fear is that the Colorado Avalanche are going to sweep Edmonton and go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Right? Hear me out. The Lightning are going to come back and win four in a row. Oh. And then they're going to sweep the Avs in the Stanley Cup Finals. And then Steve Eiserman's going to want to get out of Detroit and go <laughs> back to Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, my biggest losing fear.
1: Eizerman. Losing Eiserman, Losing Eiserman, I, Losing <laughs> Eiserman. I didn't even want to go down that road.
2: Oh. But, yeah, that was I, really, I, I really mean, sad.
3: I, I feel like it's impossible for him to leave, right? Like, yeah. isn't this where he wants to be? Yeah. But that fear is there of, oh, man, there's something better out there again, you know? Yeah, writings on the They're wall.
1: Way better than oh. what we're seeing in Detroit. Like Mike, his, do you have ooh,
2: a, that's rough, man? That's a nightmare. Do you have a biggest uh, <clears throat> fear for the Red Wings? I I have a different fear with the same man, actually. So <laughs>
1: my, cat, my cat's looking at me from up here. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there he was, he's not anymore. <laughs> my biggest fear
2: as a Red Wings fan is that every every single. Move that this man makes, I go. Yep, all right. Even though I don't like it, or if I like it, I believe in Stevie. So it's the blind faith. Okay, so so <laughs> so then the the faith starts wavering. Yeah. And years down the road, you Good know, job. you know, say two years down the road, you start thinking, okay, we're in year three, we're in year four, we're in year five of the rebuild and we're not seeing any progress, and that terrifies me. And, and I, I, listen, I keep thinking, okay, I know it's going to take a lot of time. In the cap era, it's really, really rough to get back on your feet and get back into the playoffs, but I get, I get absolutely terrified that we clamored after this man when he came back. It's going to happen. Look at what he did with Tampa, and say at that fifth year, we're still struggling getting bounced in the first round, if we get there, you know. Yeah. And then you go, we're gonna get laughed at again, like, like when when Lions fans they go, we've been through GMs, and then Pistons fans, we've been through GMs, and we've we've tried the GM coach thing, and it's just it's not working, and uh, this can't happen to the Red Wings too. Uh-huh. Like, just don't do that to us, right? That's yeah. the, I think that's my biggest fear is, please let this man. Be the change that this organization needs. Yeah, I, and comes through.
1: Yep. No, I, I agree completely. I, that scares the crap out of me. That, the, the, and that—that's kind of what I wrote down. And I, I went a little more in depth here. As, as I said, my biggest fear is that this rebuild is far, far from over. I've been preaching patience with, along with Eizerman, and what he has done with the cap is incredible. Um, but Ken Holland said on his way out, basically that this is going to be an eight to ten year rebuild, kind of as a joke. But here we sit, how many years in, and it's not looking any better. And, again, I love what Eisenman's doing. I think he's done an incredible job. Um, but we aren't getting franchise-changing players. We're not getting, um, at least through the draft, we're not getting the Crosby of this team. We're not getting the Kane and taves We're not getting right. um, the McDavid's, the McKinnon's. And I know that these guys are a dime a dozen, but that's how these teams got them is through the draft. And here we are, when we're really bad, well, we're not getting – True blue, like game changing talent. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to slight Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond and and some of the other guys coming in because I don't think that's fair to them. But I don't think that they're that they're not that, and that's where we're gonna need to find a way to get that. Um, now, another fear of mine is that we did hitch our wagon to Larkin a little too early, and the organization has handcuffed themselves with that C, with what they're doing. And it's like, if you ever trade him, you better get a freaking package that's going to make these fans happy. You right. know what I mean? Because right. you've already yep. promised them something with Larkin that was very unfair. It was unfair to Dylan. It was unfair to the fans to say that this is our new savior. And, and, and a lot of people probably jumped the gun on that with thinking he's the next Iserman or something along those lines. But, like, man, it, it is... It, it, we are so... Stinking, you look at these four teams that are left. I'm not gonna even let's just say three. You got the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, uh, obviously Rangers are beating them right now, but like, let's just focus on what it is Tampa Bay Lightning, Edmonton Oilers, and Nathan and uh, Colorado Avalanche. These teams are insanely higher quality than the Red Wings. Red Wings had a lead against a couple of these teams, and they just decided to, oh, wake up and score eight goals, right? And then you lose eight three, right. Like that's what we were doing. Like that's what we did against these type of teams is they clicked something and literally did everything and anything they wanted to do the rest so of the
2: game. exact, like and getting to like power plays.
1: We're so freaking far away it is it is unreal. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's and that's a fear of mine is just the patient level is going to get a lot harder than than people realize. And I, I'm gonna keep saying patience, keep being patient, but Throughout all of this, it just seems like we're going to have a few more years of of really bad, and and I'm a little worried that we're going to become more mediocre than we yeah, want to be yeah. too soon. You know what I mean? And maybe kind of go into that that Pistons of purgatory. Now sure, I think it's a sure. little different. The NHL you can you can get out of purgatory mm-hmm. um, without going down. Like you
2: can go up from t- purgatory. <laughs> we watched Steve Eisenman get us out of Ken Holland's purgatory.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was that was gosh awful.
2: So. so- I don't know. So to to one of your points, though, if, if you are one of those people that does worry about getting a package or, or something, um, I don't know, what, what should I say, fun or amazing in return for Dylan said. Larkin, that's definitely what she said, um, I, I do trust him in getting the right guys back. Yeah. I really I, I, do.
1: I really do. Do trust Iserman and what he's doing? I do. I just wonder <laughs> about that clock. When are okay, people going to start? You know what clock, I mean? Yep. And and he he, he doesn't have. I I don't think he's going to jump ship like like kind of John joked about and, and brought up. Is um, <laughs> giggling over there? I just I don't know. When are the fans going to do? And is it going to ruin our? perspective of Eisenman, you know what I mean? Like, that's a f- major fear because look at what happened with, was it Dumars? Was that who the, the GM was for the Pistons? Like, people loved him, loved him, loved him, and that ending was just, ugh, not fun, not fun for anybody. But, oh, he was yeah. part of that
3: Darko draft too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, can't, you can't sleep at night if you're Joe Dumars. Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> all right, well that was the Red Wings. Let us know you're in the comments and after the fact too, like who your what your biggest fear is for all these teams, but we're going to move on to what do I have next? Is it Michigan?
2: Michigan. All
1: right, so let's do Michigan basketball first. You guys good with that? Basketball. All right. My biggest fear for Michigan basketball is that the Juwan Howard window closes without a title. Look, it's just a matter of time till he jumps. I think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm one of those guys. It's just a matter of time till he moves to the NBA. When it is, I, I don't know. I don't really care. It's going to happen. I think that's the yeah. end goal for him. I think that's the end goal for what he was designed to become in in, in all of this. Did the cat just open the door?
4: Yeah. Man, that cat's yep.
1: talented. Um, <laughs> but that, that is a fear. Is that, like, is he just going to be <laughs> the next guy? You know, similar to what Beeline was. As much as we loved what he did, he never sealed the deal. And now here we are again. We're going to have a coach that we probably will never seal a deal with, and he's going to just leave and never come back, honestly, in, in my opinion. But what is your guys' biggest fear so, about mission basketball? I,
2: I basically had the same fear, so I'm going to put a little spin on it. I'm going to have the fear of how he leaves. Okay. Okay, so how he leaves, I, I, I don't know I don't know a better way to put it than just, hey, you know, putting in your, uh, your two days notice, not your two weeks notice. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, guys, yeah. um... Thanks for having me. It's been great. So the, and, they the way um,
1: D'Antonio walked out on Mission psh, State football. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. The way it goes down is is my fear, because I, I think obviously at some point that man leaves. I, I do think it's after he sees both his boys through, mm-hmm. and that's it.
1: It feels like it.
2: I mean, as long as he he might stay goes a year just top. for the
1: optics, but
2: <laughs> right, right, exactly, but the. My fear is how he does it. Mm-hmm. Don't do Michigan dirty because they've helped you through a lot of crap. You got after a Wisconsin head coach <laughs> this season. So yeah. they helped you through that. Don't do us dirty.
1: John, what about you? What's your biggest fear for Michigan basketball?
2: Man, I don't have one. I think they're going to win a national championship this year.
1: All right. Huh? Wow. No. That's not, I wouldn't be afraid of that either. What? No either. fears. How do I put money on that? Well, I'm going to put money on that now. Do it
3: early. Do it early. I actually looked it up. Really? Today. Yeah. I, man. I don't know. I think, yeah, I do. I do. I have no fear. I have no fear in Michigan basketball.
1: What about winning and then he walks? He walks.
3: Him walking? I don't know. What do they do? Bring in Jalen Rose next? I don't know. Chris mm-hmm. Weber? He get a crack. All right. No, um, no fear for Michigan basketball. Man, I right? don't I don't have any fear right now. I I like where we're at. I like Jawan Howard. I think he's going to stay a little longer than um maybe the over or under. The under. Oh Yeah. The a little, over. A little longer than the, the over. Than the over, yeah. Well, it's an over under, and then yeah, take you, yeah, the you don't the want under. to take the under, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. The over, I'll, I'll put the over on him, staying there for a little while. I don't know. I, th- I think they're gonna keep a good nucleus there, and Hunter Dickinson's gonna take a big leap. I just I don't have any fear in Michigan basketball. I'm not saying they're gonna be undefeated, and they're gonna be the greatest team, but I think they're gonna go on a run. I think they're gonna win the national championship.
1: I hope, I hope you're right. Shh. Michigan State basketball. And then, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go back to Michigan once you get to Michigan football. It's all one, oh, one thing, just so you know. I got you're it. You're already on top of it. I don't yeah. know why I think I have to explain this on air. Great for me. Um, Michigan State basketball. Do you guys have anything? Fa- Obviously, we're not Michigan State fans, but we can have a, an opinion. No. Whether you're a fan or not, I believe. I, I, I believe. Some, might, some listeners might not, but that's fine.
2: So, as I try and put myself in a Spartan fan's shoes... And I'm I'm trying to do this with, i being absolutely genuine. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I think when you create such expectations as Izzo has through his work, that when you expect January, February, Izzo, that you make a deep run, because mm-hmm. it is year after year, we're gonna go deep. We're gonna go to the Elite Eight. We're gonna do. We're gonna make it to the Final Four, and and this is the talk. This is the expectation year after year. And it seems is like the
1: expectations are just getting lowered by the, the
2: fan base. Correct, and and it's and it's a it's sad. I mean, I'd be so irate if I were a Spartan fan. Like this was, this was the sport at Michigan State for decades. Since, what two
1: thousand? Right. At least, maybe even longer.
2: Right. So, I, I just—if I were a Spartan fan, I would be so terrified if we don't—if we don't start making final fours in the next couple seasons. I mean, what what is Tom looking to do sooner rather than later? He's looking to leave. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of mine and kind of spinning in, into that. It's like it's not necessarily like the fear of him leaving. It's the fear of him staying. And the way that he's lingering and, and staying almost it, it almost feels like he's overstaying his welcome. And sure. I know that that's not going to be a popular thing. And, of course, here I am a Michigan fan giving a Michigan State opinion. And, of course, I'm going to say something. But, like, it just screams Mark Antonio to me. The fact that the last few years are going to go so awful that he's not willing to change. And I feel like we see it with with a lot of his comments and stuff was on NIL and, like, the transfer portal. He's like, this is my team and I'm going to stick with my team. And instead of being great you're Michigan State. And you are completely losing that vision because you're. it feels like Izzo's just so stuck in his ways that it's like, nope, I'm, I'm not going to change with the landscape. I, and then it's just going to sit, and he's going to sit there longer than he needs to, and they're going to lose the blue blood label that they, they've rightfully been given over the last 20-plus years. Yeah, yep. and, and it's not necessarily the fact that I think leaving is a problem. I think it's either change Izzo, Izzo needs to change with the times, or he needs to walk out and say, It was fun. Let's do this. And honestly, completely cut ties with him and don't let him choose his predecessor. Go out and get the right guy that will make Michigan State back to what they should be. And I, I'm like, obviously, I'm a Michigan fan, but I feel bad that Michigan State fans are sitting there and it seems like they're okay with this. They're just like, Well, we'll just lower our expectations and go down. It's like you have the 24th best odds to win the NCAA title. Right. At plus 5,500. That's wild. That's fifth team in the Big Ten. Now, I don't know the Big Ten rankings and all this stuff, and it changes a lot. But you also have Izzo who's sitting there being like, no changes on this team this year. We're just mm-hmm. good. He's not getting any big contact or, con- or, or uh, recruits. He's not doing – it doesn't seem like he's doing anything. It seems like he's just going through the motions. Right, and right. This is the way I've always done it. This is the way I'm going to continue to do it. And I think that could bite Michigan State in the belt if they aren't More aggressive. I think they've done a great job with with Mel Tucker, the way that they're running their program. Mm -hmm. They need to get younger. They need to get hipper. They need to not let it slip away, basically, is is my biggest fear for a Michigan State basketball fan. John?
3: My biggest fear is they're going to give Tom Izzo a victory tour similar to Coach K. I, I don't think that's fair. I don't think they wear the same shoes. I know Tom Izzo has racked up wins, he's racked up Big Ten championships. He's got a national championship, kind of a I don't know, Luke year 2000. Yeah. Uh, Y2K and everything. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is weird stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> I just, oh, man, I, I look at the two and I just think that, you know, Coach K and Roy Williams, these guys that are, are iconic and have coached for so long. He's um, a, yeah. They're worlds apart. It, but at the same time, like, he's stuck at Michigan State. So he does have that going for him. He's a legacy guy. He's always been there. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I just, man, they – Coach K, it was like beating a dead horse all season last year. It didn't matter what time of the year it was. Oh, it's his last year. It's his last game against this team. Last game against this team. And it carried over into the tournament, oh, you know, was and like awful. as cool as it would have been maybe for them to just win the national championship and then, all right, shut the book so on it. they didn't. Um, I just, I, 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 and I'm not saying that that's happening this year, but that's a worry of mine, whether it's this year or two years from now, yeah, five years from he now. He has come out and um, said
1: that when he does decide to be done. He'll just be done, and he won't do something like that. But if it it starts leaking, you know what I mean, and that—that's when it 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 all starts. And whether it's intentional, like it was with Coach K, or not, yeah, I I would. I just don't. I don't. I don't like that way of doing it. I agree with you on that.
3: My second biggest fear is Draymond Green's gonna win a uh, NBA championship this year, and then they're just gonna solidify him as like a a, A goat. Yeah, well, just like a first ballot Hall of Famer. (laughs) And he's not. He's no, a he's trash talker. He pulls further. down people's shorts. He kicks people below the waist. I don't know. Did you see what happened the other night? Last night. I have night? watched no. zero basketball. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I J- watched some of them. Yeah, he... Jalen Brown. I don't know. They were kind of tangled up on the floor, and like he 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 was like locking Jalen's feet up with his feet, laying down on the ground, and then Jalen got up and like turned around and said something, and then Draymond like tried to pull his shorts down. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, oh huh, man, turd. like everybody's gonna remember Jalen as like, or not Jalen, sorry, Draymond Green as. Tom Izzo's, like, most successful player to make it to the, you know, the NBA and, like, have a, a solidified career. Come on, man. You can't be pulling on people's shorts. Like, get out of here.
1: Yeah. Nope, that's good. Um, Moving to Michigan State football. What do you guys got for your biggest fear or concern for Michigan State football fans?
3: It's hard to look at, isn't it? I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sorry.
1: I Michigan State, well, you yeah. see, if you don't have one, we don't need to force anything.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Their biggest fear, that what, they go 0-13? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just So the, the way I looked at it. <laughs> or 3-10 at that rate. I mean, miss a bowl game?
1: The, I think the biggest fear should be for Michigan State fans is Mel Tucker not be the real deal. Now, I know, Michigan fan. But I can have an opinion. Trust me, I can. (laughs) He is in year, he just finished year 1B, basically, is what what he finished, right? Correct, yep. That is such a small sample size. And year 1 was awful. COVID, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it is what it is. But great year last year. Great year. There's also been some other coaches that failed miserably after having a great year. And that's my yep. biggest yep. if I was a Michigan State fan, it's like as much as you love Mel Tucker and trust it, is he really the real deal to deserve 14 million, 12, 14 million dollars a year by the boosters? Like that it just makes me absolutely terrified. Now, on the flip side, if he is really a good coach and you have that guy in place, my biggest fear would be that he walks. He was already talking about walking after year one B. Why won't he be doing mm-hmm. that again? in In two years, in three years, and look I'm not just saying that as a little Brother's a stepping stone job or anything like that, he was already doing that. Once you start thinking about that, you're already thinking about, it. you know what I mean like're not moving. and it might not just be another college job, it could be pro. it could be anything else. He might be a really great coach. Also, when is he going to start recruiting outside of the transfer portal? Transfer portals work great for them. That could be a, a new, the new thing. How many duds are you going to get, too? You're going to have some really, really bad years. Your years are going to be decent or really, really bad when you're going through this this carousel of new players right. over and over and over again. Right. Now, he's got to figure out the recruiting side. I'm tra- telling you, he must if he wants to really build a program. But if he wants a flash-in-the-pan program that I might think to, uh, leans towards, that's that would be my concern if I was a million state fan.
2: Yeah, we've already seen Mark Dantonio do it—the
1: flash in the pan type thing. I mean, it was long. It was. It was a. Oh
2: well, yeah, it was long. I'm, good, I'm not saying it was like two it was a good years, run. but it was. He stopped. Pride comes before the fall. It was. We don't need four and five stars. We're gonna go get three stars, and we're gonna make them studs. You did, and then, you went to the final four, and then, you nosedove. dove. Yeah. Nose dived. And it was hasn't dove, been pretty
1: since. Yeah, yeah, that and was an ugly. Yeah.
2: And. That's just the way it was. And right now, for me, if I were a Michigan State fan, I don't have any fears. No? Honestly.
1: You just feel nope. like it's it's kind of I, just I, waiting at that point.
2: Well, I, honestly, I can feel their arrogance. I'd feel arrogant too, you know? If, if you're just happy doing 10-win seasons, you're beating Michigan, and that's all you're looking for? Good for you guys. Yeah. Like, it, hey. it is
1: kind of funny how what Mel Tucker did was what Jim Harbaugh's done. It's, Jim four out of the seven years.
2: Yeah, and but that wasn't nearly enough. Honestly, <laughs> I I know that a lot of Spartan fans are not going to want to hear it. I really don't care. You need to hear it. Jim has already been there and done exactly what Mel is doing in his first couple of years. Mm. Jim missed out on the football playoff. Mm, by a couple of bad throws by Jake Rudock in the Utah game, yeah, and a couple of errant throws in JT Ohio was short. State. JT was short, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, really, as a Michigan State fan, I really don't fear anything right now.
1: Nope. All right. Moving on to Michigan football, we got some fears. We're 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 deep in the Michigan football love, so we're gonna have some true fears or concerns if people don't like the word fear, which I get. Mm -hmm. I'm all right with that. Mm -hmm. All right, Michigan football. Biggest fear concern? (laughs) I got multiple. Start with the biggest. They they run deep. Save some for for us and the listeners.
2: Oh, man. Okay. These are going to roll into each other. So I fear that we don't handle this QB situation correctly. <laughs> yeah, I hear you there. Um, so, <laughs> I feel like
1: you just stole John. So he's just about to walk <laughs> out now. He's not I,
2: um, I'm back to Phil Mickelson. <laughs> <laughs> Phil B- Mickelson's my biggest. So <laughs> 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 there, there, There's so much of me that goes, they know what they're doing. They know who's going to be the starter when, whenever that happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we lose one or the other
1: who would you I, I, be more afraid of losing cuz that should be Come on, that. Man. <laughs> i mean i, mean, I got to ask you um you're more afraid of losing
2: jj yeah but, I think but, but not by well, much well,
1: you're more and then I, i'm i'm saying you by me i'm more afraid of losing jj but i'm also really afraid of losing cade and get caught with our pants down because yep. JJ isn't the real deal. Yep. That's I that I'm right there with you. So, that is,
2: yeah. So, okay, so th- that <clears throat> that rolls into my like 1A1B fear is <laughs> we we roll this year things get weird between the QBs and the fans and I mean, you know, whatever the heck happens, um we get close to a natty whether it's just a Big Ten championship or if it's going to the playoff, whatever it is. Just get to make
1: that, that game against Ohio State relevant. That's right. the goal every right. single year, in my opinion.
2: So I guess what, what I fear is making this QB situation go completely sideways, which in turn we don't win a natty, then in turn completely – Aids in destroying the recruiting factor that we're behind on with nil, mm-hmm. and now we're behind on because we couldn't handle two really really good QBs and figure things out. As kids in the 2024 class, 2025 class, look at Sitting Michigan and, and go, a, yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah, I'm not going there. Yep. And and we waited years to get a Cade. We waited years to get a JJ, mm-hmm. and now like the, hmm, This is a Pinnacle year of solidifying exactly how they're going to run their QBs to, for the future. I mean, the, yeah. this this year is huge for the future.
1: No, I agree. I agree, John. What what's, is that your biggest one, or do you have something else?
2: Yeah,
3: I I just think, I mean, yeah, literally to a T, just picking the wrong quarterback.
1: Do we have any comments or?
3: Carrie wants to know what's so exciting. Uh, Edmonton she scored, and I have saw, minus one and a half. Saw so. a couple pump fists back there. Yeah.
1: I have Edmonton minus one and a half, and they just scored to go up two. Uh, so but her
3: really biggest good. fear is that last year, this past season, uh, is the best that we had and uh, maybe that we'll have.
1: Oh, that's that's a good
3: one. Uh, that, I mean, it's easy to obviously um, – oh, yeah, Oilers goal. Yes, Carrie.
2: Yes, Carrie. Hey, you know what? We watched the team down the street do it. Mm -hmm. handful of years ago, and yeah, that that lingers in probably all of our minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I I don't know I I am just I'm
3: I'm over Cade, honestly. Really? Um, Yeah, I just give JJ the just let him roll, let him roll. Yeah, I'm right there. Why? I want to move on. Yeah,
2: I I don't know. I just I don't know. I'm playing my flag with getting
1: the not Jared Goff, but the. Matthew Stafford. Like do you, for do, a you Wolverines.
2: do you just see him as like a Gaddis guy? That makes sense. Or like Cade? I guess like how do you, yeah, mm-hmm. how do you see it? Like, ah, Gaddis is gone. Gaddis kind of got him to where he is, and you know, can we go any further? Is that the idea? Yeah, I just I haven't really
3: nothing about his game is like flashy or like uh, it gets, want, it gets, uh, gets me excited. I, I
1: want the true blue talent. I want the guy that's can win a Heisman, that can be the best player in college football. Okay, Cade I, McNamara I, will never be the best player in college football. I want to know if J.J. can be.
3: Yeah, maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm giving up on him too early. Maybe. Um, be, I'm right there with you. I we'll just, ride,
1: I, you want to ride in there together? In. Yeah, i mean want if you are.
3: I want Jim Harbaugh to put our best quarterback mm-hmm. and a great quarterback on the field because that's what he's known for, right? right. Let's see it. I don't see want happen, him Jim. to be
1: afraid to make a decision. I think that's a huge one. Do not be afraid to make a change.
3: Yeah, even if it is a little bit unpopular. Yep. Do it.
1: Even if you burn a bridge with Cade. Pro- even if you piss him and his family off. All of that stuff. Prove, I don't,
3: me, prove me right and wrong at the same time. Yep. I want to see prove it.
1: Prove that you are not afraid to make a decision.
2: Do it the Bama way. Do it the yeah. Georgia way.
1: Do it the right way. Put the best player out there. That's right, what right. it is. My biggest fear... Is Harbaugh continues to test, test in the NFL waters. Also, continue to fall behind in NIL. Now, we might not just be hearing it. We already talked about it, so I'm, I'm going to make mine quick. Yeah, for sure. We m- might not be falling behind as much as it sounds like we are. Show me. Show me that we're getting the top recruits. It doesn't have to be because of NIL, but I don't want it to be spite of not having NIL, not changing with the times. Similar to what I said with Tom Mizzle, it feels like Harbaugh is saying all these things of not understanding, not changing, not adapting to the new world, like the new college right, football right. world. That's what I'm afraid of. Is I'm afraid that he's going to leave. That's going to set us back. I'm afraid that he's going to stay and be very... And set us back. And set us back. Like, <laughs> that, that guy is such a lightning rod and, and, and I know, like, out, outside fans look at us as idiots. We all understand what he is. He's an idiot. He is not. Oh, yeah. He's a strange, strange human being. Yeah. But as Michigan fans, he's our strange human being. He's our idiot. He's our coach, for better or for worse, right now. Yep. And we want the best for him. We want him to stay because we know he's a good football coach. We want him to leave because we're sick of not making a decision or testing the waters of the NFL and maybe being half wet, half dry. Like. We want all of that done. We're, we understand he is a strange human. We understand he's weird. and We just don't know what we want. We don't want change. We want comfortable. And he's not really comfortable, <laughs> unfortunately. I don't know. One more. Yeah.
3: My biggest fear is Jim Harbaugh is going to get caught picking his nose on national TV again. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. He's, qu- I, he's quirky, man. He's a quirky guy. He, is he very, wears khakis all the time. he yeah. got that weird sweatshirt. He sweats did change there. to blue, though. He, he changed, changed to the blue. blue. Okay. Well, hey, change the tides, baby. Let's go.
1: Yeah. All right. Last one. Last but not least, we got the Detroit Lions. Draft
3: 6.0, baby. <laughs> Mock draft.
1: Let's go. My biggest fear is that there's no draft <laughs> next year. Did d- Kyle just sign off? <laughs> <Kyle's> just, <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> draft <You> talk?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. You want me to go first?
2: I'll go first. You probably,
1: do you have one? Yeah. All right. Okay. And I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Do, do, do I have to tell you you're wrong? Or do <laughs> no. I, can I, I can b- agree with you? No. I don't Here. know how this works. How does this relationship Here. work as a Packers fan, Alliance fan? You, John, <laughs> am I allowed to agree with him? Or do I have to you just tell him he doesn't know what he's talking about? Oh man, you
2: gotta listen to him. It depends on what I say. I
1: don't know listen. I might want to just go to the bathroom and then maybe I'll listen. No, I'm actually
2: pretty darn nice. All you, right, do you I, want I, me to? I'm pretty nice. I could mute his <laughs> mic. Yeah, just so let just none turn his us. mic down. None and of us will him hear let it. Him hear let it. him talk. Mute him in
3: three. It'll
2: be dead All right, go ahead. So no,
1: tell us why Aaron Rodgers is so
2: good. He is pretty darn good. At golf, too. Yeah, he is. I'm jealous. <laughs> He's got flow going on. He's good at golf. Where's my football? Oh, <laughs> my sho- my shoulder. That's right. So, all
1: right. All right. Here we go.
2: If I'm a Lions fan, I am feared that history repeats itself one too many times. That the GM, that the draft picks, that the regime continue to repeat itself. And it just you, continues to suck. <clears throat> You guys are getting so sick and tired, year after year. Every three, four, five years, you are so just you are beaten down. You're sick and tired of it, and there is nothing else to say besides if this if this regime doesn't get it right. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to toss in the towel? You're going to keep taking it like a man up the tailpipe? Like yeah, mm, yeah. Here we go again. One more regime. Continue One more regime. No, it's that's that's the fear mm. is when you actually think that we are that, just spinning that, our wheels. Well, no, no. When when you actually think that you guys are making headway with what I do believe and agree with that the right picks are being made in the draft, that you you actually have a good GM, that you have a good head coach. Head coach is still I don't know questionable to me. But you don't want history to repeat itself again.
1: Yep. And and, and you kind of just segue into, into one of mine, because obviously as a Lions fan, I have, I have you, a, a, you know. a, a list of my fears. Yep. But you, you brought up the – sorry, you brought up something. Oh, the GM. You brought up having a good GM. And you also brought up the coach. So what I'm going to start with here, one of my biggest fears, is that the forced Holmes-Campbell relationship will blow up in our face. Holmes, the GM, did not hire – the coach Campbell. That didn't mm-hmm. happen. Campbell was hired before Holmes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen very often. We but thought that's that what was this, weird when that happened. Yep. And that's exactly what this organization is doing. And okay, it, it usually doesn't work. Is there more disconnect than we realize right now? It seems like everything's all hunky dory. Everything's going fine. Well, you also haven't, you don't really have many egos because you have a couple guys that are just trying to prove themselves. If and when Dan Campbell proves himself, Gets a little bit of a this is my way or the highway. How is that relationship going to work?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What happens next? Because this this relationship is going to end with the it, it, it's going to end with a split. It really is because let's say the head coach. Well, the only way it can end cleanly is if Holmes fires um, Campbell, and you move on. You're not going to have a good right. coach and keep him but fire the GM. But how is that relationship going to work? It feels forced. It feels fake. It t- doesn't seem real. I, we don't know anything. So when the arrogance starts clicking in and the the seats get warm and the the things start happening, right. What is going to happen with that forced relationship that 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 is a major major fear of
2: mine. It, but but at the same time We've seen teams that have been built through, but different landscapes of different sports, and we've seen it in the NHL for years. Let's let's go with that, where you've got teams that are getting to that first round, getting to that second round, year after year after year, and it's and it's not enough. You know, okay, Jim Caldwell, right? We're moving on from him because it wasn't enough. Yep. And, and then and then things just nose bad, but. I think this is a situation where either Dan Campbell is going to bring you to the promised land or you're going to switch after, you know, two really early mid-season or two early postseason eliminations. Yeah. You know, where where you go, okay, made it to the first round, made it to the first round, couldn't get any further. We, we know we have the roster. We know we have the talent. We just need that coach that can get us over the hump. And, and I think that's the way it's going to go.
1: Mm-hmm. It probably will. John?
3: My biggest fear is Detroit's going to lose a game late in the season to a 70-yard field goal. It's going to be an outdoor game. <laughs> There's going to be wind at the back of the kicker from the opposing team. Detroit's going to miss the playoffs by like maybe a game, game, maybe a half, half a game. I don't know. They'll probably have a tie this year, right? Let's be honest. (laughs) Right? So they're not going to make the playoffs. And then they're going to fall down the draft board. And then they're going to pick a quarterback middle of the first round, kind of like Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Maybe a different one. And they're not going to get a franchise guy. And then they're not going to re-sign Jared Goff because he didn't make a playoff run. They didn't make enough money. The Fords, you know, <laughs> selling these eco-boosts and stuff. <laughs> no, I, I just... <laughs> all right, my biggest fear is they're going to host the draft and it's going to be boring and we're going to be there live doing the show.
1: Yeah, we'll be on stage, I think. Is what and, I
3: mean. and they'll probably, like, I don't know, they'll draft a punter or something. first round. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't have... Man, biggest fear for, like, this upcoming season, I don't know, injuries. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's that's kind of the history of the Detroit Lions recently, too. Um, it's a solid you, fear. Yeah, you got a lot of young guys. You got a, a, a good core. I mean, high hopes, in my opinion. It's just a little early. I, yeah, Man, just one injury away from it all kind of blowing up, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I, kind of going down that line is the you brought up the kind of just barely missed the playoffs and kind of fall into that category where we're. We're taking a, a couple steps forward, but it's not a good enough to really be a true contender. But it might be too good to to get what we need, and that's a quarterback. Um, but I think all in all, my my biggest fear for the Lions, and this is just it, just seems to be like something that always happens with the Lions, is that Dan Campbell ends up becoming like a caricature of himself. Because obviously like he has the weird <laughs> the weird comments, the weird quotes, and it's all fun and danny right now and it's fine. People think it's cute. The other the league, like the perception around the, the NFL, it's like, oh hey, it's it's he's an up and comer. Like this could be really good and he's funny and look at the way he's changing the landscape of the Lions. When that hits the fan, we will be the laughing stock once again of the NFL. Because why would you hire a guy like this? You knew what you were getting when you hired him, and here you are again. The Lions hired an idiot. Everybody's high on him right now. And then a couple years from now, or maybe even next year, it's like it goes awful, and people are like, wow, <laughs> Lions just suck. Speaking They're of, so bad.
3: Yeah, speaking of like hirees and idiots did you hear that matt patricia is going to be calling offensive plays <laughs> for the patriots this upcoming <laughs> and that's,
1: if he does good i'm going to lose it yeah, i'm right. going to i am going to hate the patriots so much for the next several years i already do i'm i'm anti patriots right now like that is one of my biggest i just want them to suck i want them to i want it to i want mac jones to suck i want it all to just be terrible I want Bill Belichick to look like an idiot. I want Matt Patricia to like. I want the best for Matt Patricia. I just don't want it to look at. It. Huh? <laughs> no, I don't. But I just, yeah, that really sucks. If if he if that goes well and he's sucked in Detroit and maybe he gets another head coaching job and then becomes a great head coach someday, yeah, that, that's a fear.
2: Oh, that would really suck.
1: But the Lions will be this in the Super Bowl by then, so that will be fine. With Dan Campbell, no Six. fears.
2: See, that was my take.
1: No fears. I have no fears for the Lions.
0: If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot hut! This is State of My Sports.
1: Bettinghero.com.
3: Sam, you're getting called out on the chat line. Oh. Oh. What else is new? Uh. Are the Patriots your – they're not your playoff team anymore?
1: No, because Brady moved on.
3: Oh. Oh. That settles that, Kerry.
1: And my playoff team is whoever the Packers are playing. (laughs) That is my playoff team because the Packers are always in the playoffs. about right.
3: Here we go. When the
1: Packers pulled their starters against Lions in week – what is it, 18 now? Because they're preparing for the playoffs – and then they lost the first round of the playoffs.
3: The Niners? That made me really, really happy. Was that a Niner?
1: <laughs> I, was, <laughs> was there a me?
3: Niner
2: in there?
1: So happy. But that's all right. We don't need to talk about that right now.
3: What do we got to talk about, though?
1: Bettinghero.com. Promo code MIBETS. Go to their web. If you're interested in sports betting, that's the best way to do it. What they are is the broker in the sports betting world. What they do, you sign up, give them your email, you say, Hey, I live in Michigan. Give me the best promos available. You put in promo code MITBETS and then they will lay them out for you right there. All of them. they don't so, bring so, you one. So promo. it could be like a free thousand dollar bet on BetMGM or Dinger Tuesday, which I love Dinger Tuesday on Fanduel. Big big fan of that. Um, but then you can just do so many different different things. And honestly, I I highly recommend putting money in several different accounts and then you can play the best promos. Everybody has these promos. They literally like like I said earlier with the Nugent Hopkins. I had a I, so I put twenty bucks on him to score the first goal. He didn't get it, so that's a loss, right? <laughs> Not on FanDuel because they had a promo where you get your money back if he scores a goal. Dang it! Um, <laughs> which he did, so I get my money back, which is great. And they have all these available all over the place. So BetMGM will have a bunch of promos, but what you want to do is you want to go to miBets or go to bettinghero.com, dot com promo code miBet sign up, and then you all of them will be there for you. You can read them as they're out. And it's just really nice and easy for you. So I'm going to make it nice and easy for you tomorrow as well. Because I put together a parlay that's not only going to win.
2: Winning Monday.
1: But it's going to win again. I don't know what that means.
3: This is a all L- MLB I, parlay. All
1: MLB parlay. I did wow. not want to. So I was going to throw something with the, the basketball. But basketball takes like six days between games because... Uh, knee inflammation, I believe. Well, they so, gotta they gotta
3: fuel up the, the planes. <laughs> oh, so, fu- it's They gotta fuel the planes up.
1: Oh, okay. So they they don't play tomorrow, but there are some MLB games, including the Detroit Tigers, and they are going to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates. I know that we just lost, we just got swept by the Yankees, who are doing pretty well this year, according to Kyle. Look, they're going to win. Tarek Scoobles going. Tigers are going to win this game. I am confident of it. Homer away. It's, I believe, at the Pirates. Oh, all right. Uh, well, then you got the Braves against well, the A's. Braves well,
3: interleague league play. Yeah.
1: yeah. So so take Tigers money line, Braves money line, Blue Jays money or Braves against the A's, Blue Jays money line against the Royals, Giants money line against the Rockies. It's not going to be the greatest payout uh, that anybody's ever seen, but it's going to be decent.
3: A wins a win it's right? more like, money.
1: The nice part is you got the Giants Rockies going late. So if you hit the first three, you hedge it, you bet. Um, Rockies for a small amount to protect your bet that's the best way to do it just text me if you guys if you guys want me to learn how to hedge bets because I'm a big hedger
3: free bets he's the hedgehog you create the oh he's the hedgehog
1: hedgehog three sonic the hedgehog
3: let's
2: go you are wearing blue
1: alright I'm gonna hit a bumper you guys are gonna explain what we're drinking I'm gonna use the restroom and then I'll come back down and finish we're doing it
2: what what we're doing here we're doing it
0: Oh, that's the wrong one. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. I can't. You're listening to State of My Sports.
2: So tonight we are drinking from Griffin Claw. Their El Legado. Can I do that? Yeah, I like. I, how you, I didn't. I, I like didn't really roll it. I, I well, tried. Yeah, it was. It was a roll. My, my my kids would laugh at me because they can roll their R's. Well, I can't. I'm glad uh, Sam left He's going to come down, and he's going to be a little ripe. Don't take
0: the parlay.
2: Don't, <laughs> don't take his parlay. So, like I said, we're drinking El Liguero, which they started seasonally brewing a few years back and continue to reintroduce each summer. It is their Mexican-style lager with fresh lime. It is 4.5% ABV. It's a crisp lime refreshing beer, and it starts as a crisp refreshing lager on its own. Then they went ahead and added cold pressed lime juice, so you don't have to. I think this is a great beer. What do you think, John? Solid. It's very smooth. It's it's got that yeah,
3: like almost like an extra like carbonation to it. It's like bubbly. It's like frizzy in a way. It's good. Yeah, and it's it's clear. Um, so you know that it's not like something that's too heavy. You're not gonna get too carried away drinking these. I kind of like the can, like Sam was saying too earlier. I don't know. That would look real good with – uh I know it's a competitor in a way, but it kind of matches the DeHop softball jerseys, don't it? A little bit of orange, oh, a yeah. little blue. like That should be like a little, uh hey, hey. I don't know, dugout beer uh, when you guys aren't getting watched by the refs. Of- but, no, uh, I mean, it's a good beer. Really good. <laughs> real solid. I didn't add any lime juice. I'm still – uh just holding on to the side here. Nice. Uh, maybe I'll pour some in this last Miller Light to spice that up a little Ooh, bit. Nice. Ooh, that's
1: not a bad way to go.
3: Miller leak Le- Throw or something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you throw think out. of this?
1: I really thought this was a really good beer. I did. Very good. Obviously, like, lagers are simple, and you're not going to have, like, oh, this is super good, or, but the balance and the crispness of what this was supposed to be is, is spot on. I thought they did a, a great job. Perfect amount of lime.
2: You know what makes this beer better? Better than what? No, it just makes it better. What? It's an 80 to 85 degree day. Yeah. Baby.
1: Yeah, we're stuck in the basement tonight because there was a chance which, of rain. If It was a nice which, hot summer day. Which, hey,
2: I don't care that we're down here tonight. I'm just saying, hey, I'm going to get this again. I don't know. Hopefully next week oh, when yeah. it's warm. Oh, yeah. Go sit on the deck. Sit down on the patio, sit down on the porch, sit in the driveway. Nice sun beating down on you. Maybe it's a nice, like, 80-degree summer night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kick back by the fire, have one of these.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, if this is your style, Mexican lager, like a little hint of lime and stuff, like this is, I highly recommend this. I highly recommend it to people. I'm personally going to give it an 8.4. I think that's a pretty solid score for, for a, a Mexican lager because they're not going to explode. You know what I mean? But I've, I'm yeah really happy with
2: this one. Nice. I was gonna go with an eight point five. Still doing that. Man, Traitor. you guys are
3: putting the pressure on me. I wrote seven eight after the first sip. I was like, that's a good, that's a dang good beer. And now I feel like I'm not giving it its justice. Its due.
1: If that's what if that's what your taste buds told you, oh, that's, that's right. I know I can't change from it. It's, Stick already, to it.
3: it's written in ink. It's like I signed a yeah, that's true formal get document. You a pencil or so you can change those later. He, right? By the way, Sam, your cat is the coolest cat I've ever met, dude. He is amazing. Yeah, he's just chilling under my <laughs> chair, rubbing up on my feet when they start feeling a little bit cool, and then like <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, he, just, he's he's a really good cat. I think he's just like usually. No. I
1: don't let him down here um, during the podcast because he he's taking backgrounds down. Mid podcast before, oh yeah. Right. So he's definitely uh, right. done that. Okay. Not gonna do that today though. He seems to be in one of those lazy modes, but
3: um, we got a quick grade from the chat line. All right, Carrie is drinking the daily dose, 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 dose from Arvon Brewing, kettle sour with blackberries, peaches, raspberry, marshmallow, fruity breakfast <sighs> cereal, and lactose. All of that in one so beer. Excuse me. Kind of sounds like uh, a little bit of what is that like? Um, uh, a smoothie lucky lucky <laughs> lucky charms with something <sighs> Crunchberries she, lucky oh, yeah lucky charm crunchberries uh sounds amazing so you
1: like mix it with yeah yeah mix I, the two? a
3: lot of exclamation points on the end of the capitalized so good So good that has got she, a she, 9.0 oh nine wow. O- nice wow great whoa that
1: is a grade. Very well done. Well, we're Very gonna have well to done.
3: save that for the archives and maybe
2: get that on one of our grades. FYI, yeah, for real, we should get that one. Colorado's gonna win this game.
1: I sure hope not. Yep. Yeah, well, they just scored. So wow. Yep, my one and a half literally went from looking good to in the pisser as I was upstairs pissing. Um, so that really, really, yeah, sucks. Oh,
3: oh, 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 is that Boy. a sweep?
1: <sighs> yeah, it's gonna be a sweep. But I, I, I look, Edmonton might tie it up and force overtime. I hope so. I would love to sit and watch overtime.
3: Was Colorado the best team in the NHL regular season? Florida was. Florida? Okay. Yeah. Wow.
1: He's such a bad goalie. That is seriously their issue is well, they have a, no goalie. He's he 42 a, or something like that?
3: Yeah. He had another one like trickle through too that was like wrapped up in his pads for a while and then he tried to cover it up. Unreal. Oh. Unreal. What, what? do we got? Uh, Jared. Oh, yeah, it yeah. Wow. Jared just woke up. Gold Here, bolts, he Here, talking yeah, lightning. Yeah, talking <laughs> lightning, and he's talking Micah's uh, rosy cheeks. What or, rosy? Rosy right. or rosé? Or rosé. Rose.
1: I think it's called a tan. Oh, man. I don't know if you get those down in Florida, Jarrett.
3: Get outside, Jarrett. I am sunburnt. You can't just sit inside and cheer <laughs> with all your Tampa Bay Lightning fans inside bars. Uh, you must not hockey. get a lot of
1: sun on bandwagons. That must be what it
2: is. Oh, woof. <laughs>
1: Is that, is that how it goes? It's not like a hayride no, ride they outside. Cut the chat. No more chatting. He's going to go back. I mean, we got to get this thing going. We right. got to get it out of here. Outro? Yep. <laughs> that was episode 160. No more comments. Um, thank you, Griffin Claw, uh, for all the information. Thank solid you guys for beer. recording. Very solid beer. Thank you all for listening, watching, commenting, all that good stuff. We'll talk to you next week from the hop. It's not sooner.
0: You've been listening to State Prince. of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions to the Tigers to the Pistons to Michigan and Michigan State and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.